Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Patricia. I am the drag boogeyman of Dallas, Texas. I am the little filthy queen that stalks all of your nightmares, and I am joined on this episode of Gutter Talk with Molly Corey from Sacramento and Raina Terror from San Francisco. Molly, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first, because Raina is last and a loser. That's fair. Hi, I'm Molly, the sultry slaughterhouse whore of Sacramento, and I'm excited to be here and judge the shit out of these bitches. And we're here with, obviously, Patricia and Raina. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm the only one in drag in this episode of Gutter Talk. I am the haunted brick of San Francisco. I'm also a bit of a party girl, and I'm also excited to give my thoughts and opinions unadulterated to these drag monsters, because what's more entertaining and not at all annoying than three bitches who haven't been on the show judging other bitches who've been on the show? I'll tell you what's more annoying, you. (laughs) (laughs) You saying that you're the only one in drag girl, you are not in drag. You're in smeared lipstick and, like, an unglued wig. (laughs) Yeah, this is like... (laughs) This is like 20 minutes drag. What am I saying? (laughs) You know what? What? You're managing to shrink your time down. Because a year ago, if you took 20 minutes to do drag, you know how much you would have done? I think I would have only done, like, the eye portion and I mean got to the lipstick part. I think you would have had... A centimeter of an eyebrow glued oh down. <laughs> at least, at least your eyebrows are have like one layer. Oh no, they're three layers down, but it's a lot easier just mm-hmm. to get through them now. All right, well, welcome to Gutter Talk, everybody. As we said, my name is Patricia. There's Molly Tory and Raina Terror. We are going to be talking about the first episode of the Boulet Brothers Dragula Season 5, Terror in the Woods. Give it up for Terror in the Woods. That's so exciting. I love that. I was really excited for this Mm -hmm. theme. This was so cute. And unlike last year, last season, where like all of the episode titles dropped all at once, I'm really glad... I kind of hated it, but I am also very glad that, like, we're not knowing the themes until, like, the day of the competition. Um, mm-hmm. It keeps a lot of suspense, and as someone who loves to nitpick, like, the trailers and stuff, it makes it so that I am not able to sit there and be like, this bitch gets eliminated this day, this bitch is going to have issues on this day. Um... Like, I remember during Titans when I found out that they were doing a sea monster-themed episode, and I was like, oh, you can see a bitch crying in a mermaid-scale pattern dress. Someone's going to have a meltdown. (laughs) So I'm kind of glad that they're doing an element of mystery. Yeah, it feels a little more... I don't know if organic is the right word, but that's the word I'm going to use. It feels more organic that way. So I just It just really brings in the shock factor that, like, Drago kind of missed for a while, you know? We had shock moments... Like when a boar was was gonna be eliminated for her, you know, her gothic bride look, or when Hollow Eve, like their entire performance got fucked up when Madeline took out the, like little spinal mm-hmm. tap needles. Doing it this way gives it like an innateness, you know. So like we're constantly under suspense. Yeah, it really like heightens everything. We never know what's gonna happen next. All right. Well, for everyone at home, we didn't really like plan an intro going into this. 
So I figure there's probably no better place to start than the very beginning. Um, do you guys want to talk about what, what Reina? Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just excited because I have notes. I took so many notes for the um, oh. initial stuff. Same. So okay. many. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't take any notes, so I am just along for the ride. Reina, I know that you want to do like a fossil, so maybe we'll let you go first because those aren't going to be around for very much longer. <laughs> okay. So I was fairly intoxicated watching this episode and I got back from like the worst Halloween shift. I really just went go with the flow with this one. So for my notes, when New Huru came out to um to the scene, all I wrote down was cute um smirk <laughs> oh, <wait>. face. <laughs> cute. Because yeah, when I saw her, I was like, oh, okay. Bra and panty, <laughs> go ahead. I loved her. I didn't even. I loved her boots when she came out. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even notice her boots though, because like she was. That we're talking mm -hmm. about her when he, when she first showed up, right? Yeah, because she uh, because she just had this really flowy skirt. I liked mm -hmm. the flowy skirt, but it, you know, I just didn't see the boots. Well, some of us pay attention. Some of us pay attention to details, and some of us lose our shoes when we're performing. Okay, well, to be in <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, um, the uh, the camera work in the uh, the intro portion of it, it really did not do a very good job of showing their looks at all. It was just doing like really rapid shots, like it was like a filming like a horror scene or something which i get it's like oh no it's it's scary i just got dropped out of the mystery van and now i'm in the middle of the woods but i mean i would have at least liked to to see i had to constantly pause and like go back in order to really take a look at their intros and even then i didn't get very many notes I don't so I don't I don't have very many notes on any of their intros. Really doesn't help that they're in like pitch blackness essentially, and you can only really get like more details when they're in front of the fireplace. And when I went back to edit some of the notes once I saw the fireplace to get like a more conclusive thing, I still kept it as cute, but less smirky. Mm-hmm. Because all the de little details came out and it really cemented like Niyohuru's like fashion forward moment. Like it, like functionally, it works really well. I do appreciate that, but still bra and mm -hmm. panty realm of outfits and that's you know cute yeah i think that for an entrance look and i'm sure we'll get into this for another girl but i think that for an entrance look especially for dragula it makes more sense to be wearing a bra and panties than it does for a certain other drag show because um you really don't know what the fuck you're gonna be up to on that first day and so I think it makes sense that some of the girls are over here wearing a bra and panties because it's like, you know, you don't know if you're going to be chased through the woods being tased by a bunch of yetis. You don't know if you're going to be like catapulted into mm -hmm. the like bay area. You don't know what the fuck you're going to be doing. Um, I will say I did love Niohuru, like her personality coming through a little bit in this opening when she was like, where am I? Am I in the the woods? <laughs> I don't know. Something about the way yeah. she delivered it. Like, I was just giggling. I was just kind of I... like, girl, where the fuck else are you going to be? 
I know. So I will say to add on to this this brawn panty debate, I I found it really really funny when Onyx totally came for Cynthia for wearing a brawn panty <laughs> on mm. in the intro, and I was like, "Girl, you wore a corset and a panty for your promo. I don't want to hear it." No, same. Yeah, that's what that was my thing. I was just kind of like, "Girl." <laughs> no, we're gonna get into that because Onyx. Why, why come for specifically Cynthia when everyone else was wearing a bra panty, you know? Alright, whatever. We'll, we have to move on. Does anyone else have any other notes on anyone's intros? Because, I mean, again, I didn't really say anything. And it's just their intro, so I don't want to make too many critiques over what they normally do. Um, I thought their intros were cute, but I'm just going to summarize it by saying, like, some of these girls, they some of these ghouls, they understood... That a promo, an intro, is solely there to just, like, give you a taste. It's there to, like, entice you. But it's not there to, like, be the be-all, end-all of your drag and your fashion. It's the introduction to it. Some of the girls came in in a black suit with green stitching, and I was kind of like, Oh, is this the taste that you want to be giving? Because I'm going to send this back to the kitchen and let it cook for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to burn through all the notes that I have in one take so that... Okay. And then you can just... Someone cue the Astrid Aurelia rant music. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and when I'm done saying the shit that I want to say, we, you can like take the, the individual points and we can talk about that. And then we can move on to the actual floor show because i have one note to the floor show oh okay my goodness. going in order onyx dragula's very own milk who looks who still looks amazing without their eyebrows i love the energy so far and after getting to see their outfit in a decent light and enjoy the cotton tape shawl they have going on their earring being a long chain that kind of connects the rest of their bodies very metal throb very much fresh theater kid meat was great all throughout high school but now is in college acting where it counts towards a right Self-hype seems to be coming from a greenhorn disposition more than someone who's genuinely confident. I love their confessional look and their look they came in. Super cool, I guess. Anna. Bag of chips if she wasn't competing on Botched. Posh because accent. Seems sweet. I'm tired of the neon green black color scheme, but I do enjoy the ratio of the colors with this look. The ergo feather -like looking thing in her hat was such a nice touch. I'm tired of the color scheme, but the way she used the colors was great i guess pretty nice balance this grand dame look is my favorite so far i think i will regret this later but for now we'll call her mommy and then jk i just wrote down i love jk sexually romantically spiritually financially and medically i love how they were already flapping their gums for car law of personality then for cynthia i said i aspire to be cynthia doll out of drag I love the confessional look, the piercings, the cute sweater, the material looks very high fashion burlap, trad goth inspired T's hair, perfect. The outfit they came in, not so much. I don't think that shade of red they chose for the overall wig really fit with the overall look. Maybe if the jewelry was gold or rosy pink, then that would have really worked to create something a bit more cohesive. I will say that big pop of red really grabs my eye and transfixes it on her face, so if that's what she was going for, then she did a good job in it. But it just wasn't like cohesive overall. Blackberry, why? 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 Stop with the black and green. I do not want to see any more goddamn neon green and black color schemes on this runway 
anymore. With that being said, the mug was stamped here. The outfit was gorgeous in the dark. The garment is fashion in the silhouette. I want her to hold me at night so I might get some tasty up mitosis, which I did regret saying later on actual floor show. Jarvis, if I were a woman, I want to take you on a dinner date and listen to you talk for hours romantically while I turn my twirl my hair around my finger. The outfit, I love the color in the darkness as well. It really does work well with the lighting and makeup to really emphasize the overall spectre character. I see it and boom, immediately a Ghostbuster or Danny Phantom ghost. I love a good puff sleeve and a tiny ruffle at the rest. I'm just for it. It makes me artistically horny. Satana looks a lot better here in her initial outfit than her promo look. I love the mismatch fabrics. The colors she chose for the eye makeup is gorgeous. Her earrings are fabulous. It all works well for her skin tone. I do have to say, I wish it was, a, it was pushed a bit more in the shoe compartment. Maybe mismatched shoes. I love her necklace and professionals. And I love her sound bites. And... Fantasia. My god, I thought she was wearing an exaggerated breastplate at first, but pop off this if that's what you want. Love that for her, and I hope she finds a way to support all that vivacious clothing so it's not just painting. I love her hair, her outfit's great, her confession look is very much toxic auntie core, positive. She'd tell it as it is, won't treat you like a child, and won't take shit from anyone. The type you go to for sincere life advice, that's the vibe of confessional look. I didn't have to say anything for the intro look, it's, it just spoke for itself, it's really good. Orchgatsik. Is he high, chronically dry-dyed, or is he a contact-wearing Latino drink? I love the gold pieces near his eyes and his hair color. Overall, confessional look is great and really shows me this bitch knows her color theory. We shall see if that translates to her outfit. Then, we get to the outfit. This outfit doesn't really speak much to me. It reminds me too much of a, a prickly pear cactus fruit. I got hungry. I wanted to peel her head and devour the delicious flesh with a hit of leather and salt. And girl, you're giving me dentist's worst nightmare with how yellow those teeths are. I think Orgothic could have really reeled back the yellow and used a different paint coloring for their teeth. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so really quick, Orc's look, Orc's entrance look, was actually an homage to Eraserhead. Orc was dressed up as the baby from Eraserhead. That was the that was the bit. Um I, overall, I feel like a lot of the entrance looks did a really good job of, like, telling you who they were and their style of drag. Um, I think Anna had a really good look that sort of summarized her style of drag. It was very, like, like you said, it was a grand dame kind of thing where you, you could tell she was a bit more, like, seasoned and a bit more theatrical than, like, Nyahuru, who was more fashion-focused. Yeah, my biggest thing, like, overall was just getting to meet everyone, getting to know all their personalities, the ones that immediately stood out to me as far as, like, favorites were Orc. I loved the look. I loved Orc just being a kooky little weirdo. Jarvis. I am a Jarvis stan. I can't wait for the day that Jarvis eventually discovers this podcast and then realizes that I'm the one who sent a really confusing DM to him. Um, <laughs> and that's going to be fun to have to explain later. But Jarvis, Orc... Anna. I love Anna. Um, I would say out of the entrance looks that really surprised me, the biggest one was Neo, because I wasn't really feeling her the most during the promos. But then when she came in in the entrance look and I got to like see it more, like I got to see her makeup and stuff more, I was like, oh, I get what you're giving now. And I get it more throughout the episode. Like I get you and what you're giving. Mm-hmm. So before I go off, like, my notes of, like, what their entrance looks are, I mean, I I have them in front of me so I can see them. Reyna, what 
what is your thing against green and black? Please, please tell us. Anyone who wants to be like, quote unquote, alternative does green and black. Like, remember Detox for her stupid, like, grunge look? <laughs> I just, I'm tired of seeing just it. Just say you hate Billie Eilish. Just say you hate Billie Eilish. I think it's a good color combo. I think you're just tired because the Titans promo was green and black focused. Very clearly much like a me thing. It's not like a like a general thing, but just like a normie version of being alternative is green and black. Ah, neon green and black. Ah, like especially when you look at like other seasons of other shows like Detox doing her green and black like grunge look for the candy runway back in her season. I'm just tired of it. Let's let's do something else. Let's move on to like a different color scheme. There's other neon colors that actually look amazing with black as well and are tried and true, but they just don't get used as much as a neon green and black. Like neon yellow and black, neon pink, neon blue, lavender. There's like literally go beyond just just go beyond. Be more creative. Okay, but have you considered that some of us want to look like a monster energy can? I would love to look like a monster energy can. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I have I have considered it, and I think they should die. I think this is just a you problem. <laughs> I think this is just a you problem, Reyna. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I said it's just a me problem. Okay. So, for Nohru, I really liked... I really liked the stoning all over the face. I was impressed because I tried to imagine how long that took to do. And then I loved the uh, I loved the stoned pasties. The stoned pasties, bitch. That's like chained to get. Oh, wait, no, that's a bra. I thought those were pasties at first. We stand a tiny titty queen. Uh, for Onyx's, I really liked the lot of the lot of we stand a lady Gaga stand. That's that's what the look is giving. It's giving Lady Gaga telephone. <laughs> Except, I think, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I really liked the the caution tape boa. The only thing I didn't really like is that the uh, the the corset wasn't corsetting. Like it wasn't cinched. But that's it wasn't really cinched. There wasn't that much figure happening there. And with the having seen the promo where she had like she was showing like a, a nice figure there then i look here and i'm like oh okay <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, <laughs> i think i think onyx's look could have been a little bit dirtier honestly um mm -hmm. i'll get into this later on in like the episode critique but like onyx is giving like one of the filth focused contestants this season from everything that i've seen um mm-hmm so it's interesting how it seems like Onyx is afraid to get dirty. Like, it looks like a lot of her stuff is just very, like, it's just, it's clean. It's pristine. It's pressed. Mm -hmm. It's like none of it has any, like, grime or dirt to it. Like, but, anyway. <laughs> I, I I did like her matching the wig to her outfit, though. Mm -hmm. She was like... Uh, it was it was her and Anna and I think a couple of other people that actually did that, which I thought was really fun. Um, when she first stepped out of the vehicle, I was like, bitch, put it? <laughs> and then I was like, wait, no. 
Um, I don't have any notes on Throb Zombie because it's for me it's like kind of I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. It's just like oh hi Throb Zombie. For Anna, would you say would you say you have high expectations for kings? Not <laughs> any higher than queens. <laughs> okay. I just I just want them to. I if anything I just want kings to live up to the challenges as much as anyone else does. But for Anna, I loved it from the chest up, lost it at the pencil skirt. I thought that looked a little strange. Uh, with JK, I didn't understand the outfit, but I thought it was cute anyway. And I loved the I'm so over attitude pretty much immediately. <laughs> like, not even getting out of the car. They're just like, oh my god. And I was like, yes, me too. Uh, Cynthia Doll. I like the outfit. I thought the outfit was cute, and I thought it was acceptable as an intro. I don't know what Onyx is talking about. The only thing I didn't like was the hair. And it's not the color for me. I just don't like wet hair looks because they don't have any volume. I like hair with volume, and with wet hair looks, they look really flat. I mean, obviously that's the intent, but I don't know. I just don't like flat hair. Um, not too many... Notes on Blackberry. I really loved it, obviously. Jarvis. I liked it. Satana. I liked it, but, I mean, again, I had kind of the same issue as I did with her promo, where everything was kind of just mismatched, and I was, like, not sure what direction she was trying to go. I will say it looked more cohesive here than it did in the promo. I liked this one a little better. Fantasia. I loved the makeup this time. That was like my one critique about her promo is her makeup was a little lacking, but she absolutely made up for it in this intro. Her makeup was beautiful. I loved the I loved the acting. She was like really theatrical during the introduction. I thought that was so cute. And I love the outfit. I don't normally enjoy like really mohawky hair kind of like what she wore, but I thought it looked great on her. She made it work. Um, Orgotic. I don't have, I don't normally make too many notes on people's appearances out of drag. Because it's like, out of drag, you can't really help it. But I will say, Orgotic is cute as fuck. Other, other than the teeth, which scared, which I looked at the teeth and I was like, oh my god, he makes my teeth look white as shit. But, I think he's really cute. But, in drag, I didn't really understand i i know you made the you said it was like baby from i don't i forget but look up look up the look up baby from eraser head oh eraser head okay the biggest thing i loved the face effects the biggest thing for me about the outfit that i didn't really like is that it was too clean i would have liked to have it like have staining on the outfit or something kind of really translate the I don't know. I just felt like the outfit was too clean. It was mm -hmm. just, it was so white that it was distracting me, basically. But okay. I thought it was cute. That's all I have on everyone's looks. I think we should probably move away from the, in from the intro. But yes. really quick, we should probably talk about the very first Fright Feet of the season, 
walking through the haunted woods to get to base camp while being assaulted by scare actors dressed in Yeti costumes with tasers. <laughs> I love just how much this Fright Feet had going on with it. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> I was so excited from the trailer to see what happened with this. Um... God. Go ahead, Reina. No, no, I'm, I'm just... Let me collect my thoughts, because I just had flashbacks to the actual sequences. And this is one of the, like, fright feats I think really is, like, quintessential Dragula. Like, this, if you were to show someone a scene of Dragula so they understand what it's about, you show them the scene of people being, essentially being tortured while they're trying to find their way back to the base camp it made me really consider like the belays are not playing around this season so here's my question for you two mm -hmm. so let's say you got cast on season five what would your entrance look be based on your own abilities based on based on your own abilities what would your entrance look be and do you think you would be able to survive this fright feat <laughs> do you want to go first molly sure so I would absolutely wear something very similar to what Cynthia wore. If if it's like you mentioned going in with like no expectations, you don't know what you're doing, I absolutely would wear something that I can really move around in. And coincidentally, my drag style just so happens to be brawn panties, so that would work great for me. Would I survive the Fright Feet? Absolutely. Not without pissing myself and probably <laughs> crapping a little too, but I absolutely would survive. I would make it. Okay. Slay. Um, do you have a little bit more of like an idea of what your entrance look might be? I'm kind of wondering if, like, how would you set yourself apart from Cynthia Doll in Onyx's mind where every bra and panty set looks the exact same? A pattern? A <laughs> chain? I assume, like, they don't all look the same at all. Maybe the silhouette would look the same, because, I mean, the idea of a bra and panty is, like, they just stick to your body. They don't add any figure, but if you added, like, an extra shoulder pad okay. or, like, some puffy ruched gloves or some ruched, like, boots, that kind of thing, which I was gonna... That's kind of my idea. Just, like, add some figure elsewhere to add onto it rather than just adding onto only the bra and panty. Just add more to the whole thing. And then it's not okay. just a bra and panty. Then it would be like a full look, at least for me. Slay. Reyna, what would you wear and do you think you would survive? Okay, so what I would wear. I was thinking of doing something that would, like, um, that's in reference to, like, all the, like, scream queens of the 80s. Something, like, my hair is very tussled. Something like now I've, I've considered, like, the fact that the most like the first challenge would be something extreme like that. Probably something like what I'm wearing right now, like something like nighty with like big puffy, puffy sleeves that I rhinestoned. And it's like really breathable and cooling and just kind of sways around, something like that. Tussled hair, smudge makeup, something that really evokes like victim. Okay. Um, would I survive? Maybe, but I would be, no, yeah, I would definitely survive, but I would be down like a pair of shoes because like all my boots tend to like, because I really stomp in them. Mm-hmm would be like torn by the heel and sole so <laughs> i'd be down okay. to heel but i would survive i would <laughs> i wouldn't look good by the time i get to base camp but i will survive so we'd get through we'd get to the lab and you would be like kendra onyx in episode one where you'd just be cobbling away on a shoe trying to get that heel glued back on <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my goodness <laughs> what about you patricia 
I would wear, I have this spirit Halloween costume. Not this. <laughs> um, I, I have a spirit Halloween costume. It is a pink pinstriped uh, dress that goes down to like just above my knees. It is the deadly doll spirit Halloween costume. And I'm working on staining it and kind of distressing it a little bit and adding like some painted doll heads to it. Um, I would wear that with like a gray ringlet wig that I'm making, and I would have this giant headband inspired by this doll maker that I like. Her name is um, Caramella, spelled C-A-R-A-M-E-L-A-W. She makes these like pom-pom based headbands that just like look like they're exploding with like eyeballs and food and heads and things, so I would wear that. As for surviving, I feel like I would survive. My family, this is a little bit of Patricia lore, so my family creates a haunted house every year for Halloween. Um, so I'm like, I'm kind of used to like going through haunted house experiences, and I'm used to other things that are similar to tasing. So. I feel like it could be a situation where after the very first tase, anytime anyone came up to me to tase me, I would like just sort of like turn my head and I feel like I would just be a very creepy doll just kind of being like, oh, hi, can I help you? <laughs> um, would I be able to make it to base camp? Hopefully. I feel like I, I could potentially pull a Louisiana purchase where I just completely get lost. <laughs> and just like go the other way so it would be very funny if um i'm i don't survive the first i don't survive the very first fright feet but only because i got turned around <laughs> when one of the yetis was tasing me and i just go all the way back to where i got dropped off and then i'm like where is everybody <laughs> i'm not sure how they just their reactions were to just run away Girl, if I was being tased by a giant yeti, I would have fucking turned around and started fighting him. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been JK. I, I would. So I listened to the podcast. I listened to the Boulay podcast, and they are doing post-mortem where they break down the making of the episodes. They did reveal that there were only two routes that you could take to get to base camp. And basically, every person had to go through the same entrance area. And then after that, it was on them to determine which route they went on. Um, okay. But, like, JK, you couldn't see it, but JK bashed their leg into a tree, apparently. And that was where they got their leg wound, was from just, like, jumping away from the tasers and then jumping into a tree and just, like, slamming their leg into it. <laughs> oh. All right, well... You guys want to go ahead and get into the episode itself? Yeah. yeah. I'm so ready. So we get through the episode, we get through the Fright Feet, and the Boulets announced, congrats, you all made it, you all passed your first Fright Feet, you are officially on the cast for Season 5 of Dragula, and you get to win a gift box from Black Moon Cosmetics. They're also given their very first challenge, which is terror in the woods the general theme is create a look inspired by your own interpretation of the phrase terror in the woods but the look has to represent your specific drag style so let's go ahead and let's get into it let's get into this laboratory what do we think of the budget this season i want to say mm -hmm. the 
budget has really fucking increased. The fact that, like, the Boulets are able to, like, afford the Black Moon Cosmetics bundle for so everyone has, like, a even playing field. I'm living for that. I'm actually pretty excited for that. It's just because, like, Black Moon Cosmetics is, like, a really good company when it comes to, like, the pigmentation of their glitter shit and, like, their lipsticks. It's just wonderful. And, like, the boudoir looks, like, really upgraded. I mean, it doesn't look too different from last season's, but, like, it looks a bit more, like, like fresh from the package. Like, freshly constructed. It definitely, it definitely looks like there's more space, too. It feels like there's a whole lot more space, whereas, like, I feel like with season four, everyone was kind of pressed together, especially in the beginning, which is kind of, kind of how the whole show has been. Everyone is pressed together. Um, I do appreciate how it, like, with the lab, it seems like everyone has space to, like, work on their own individual things, you mm -hmm. know? No one is kind of, like, reaching over each other. Yeah, I don't want to uh, repeat everyone else the everyone else's points because I I felt the same thing, but I noticed this color scheme and the kind of the general theming of the boudoir and the uh, the laboratory. And I was like, "Hello, Monster High." <laughs> <laughs> it's very Monster High. Part of me was kind of thinking, you know, what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Victoria Black. Because during Titans, her promo look was Frankenstein-themed. Oh. And then her finale performance was her building a monster body for herself. That's so that's just a cute little way that I kind of worked into it, was Titans was the end of the first era of Dragula. The start of the new era is an homage to the first Titan Okay. with the laboratory. That makes sense. You know how, you know how much the Boulay brothers love a good storyline. With how much they're constructing every single episode. With a theatrical intro and everything. They really go all out. So, are we ready to get this hummus for our fungus? Or... <laughs> yes! Absolutely. Yes, let's get this hummus. Did she really Did she really just say that? Did she just say hummus? I did. Like the dip? <laughs> God, can I say this really fast? No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She's like our pheromone and I love it. All right, continue let's continue i kind of love just how snappy she is like she is just every single time someone someone has something to say she's just kind of like mm -hmm, what about it i know okay so let's talk about they're in the lab they're making their looks um what looks just like right off the bat from when they were describing them stood out to you like just from when we were walking around in the lab, we got to see them working on the looks. Which ones like stood out to you? Which ones caught your eye? Which ones made you go, "Oh, really? I wish I had that much confidence." <laughs> well, first of all, I was disappointed that they didn't showcase everyone's, like everyone dissecting their idea and stuff like that. They only, they only showed like three or four people really and then mm -hmm. like i i will get into like fantasia's look later but i really wanted to know kind of like what she was going for with that look because i really liked that and we never got to find that out because they never got to her and they never got to jarvis because i really wanted to know why jarvis thought that would work well they did get to jarvis though jarvis had a tiny segment where jarvis explained that like he wanted his look to be a political statement, and so his look was supposed to be about puritanical beliefs running through America. That was Throb. 
No, that no, was Jarvis. That was Jarvis. Oh, it was because I know. I not know, you. <laughs> well, I know Throb also had like a political. Yeah. So they they both did. Um. Yeah. They both they had both political had looks, political. but Jarvis is the one that got to explain it. Throb didn't. Two people can be into politics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Throb didn't really get a focus this episode. That's true. I do I do remember they had like a little teeny segment with Throb and Throb was just like, I wanna go for something political and I hope that's gonna I think translate. That was <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that was Throb. Because I remember Throb not being the most confident about their look. And then and then later on, they were like, I'm glad it worked. Okay. Well, let's let's agree to disagree for right now. I'll, I'll trust Molly. I'm not. Okay. We can rewatch it later. Uh, most likely what it... Most likely what it is is th Jarvis got to talk about the creation of the look because I am going through the footage. There is a segment where Jarvis is sitting there explaining how they're staining their look. Um, but Throb most likely had a confessional segment talking about wanting to do their look. That's most likely what it is. But. Or no. Throb talked about it when they were doing the makeup on the day of the extermination on the day of the challenge that's what it is um but let's go let's go through the looks there are so we're like walking through we're walking through we're getting a feel for everyone we're getting a feel for their styles of drag how they create their stuff and then dun dun dun, dun there are two marshmallow themed looks <laughs> so were you guys expecting there to be another marshmallow gate a la season four on episode one no i was hoping there wasn't <laughs> just because the first marshmallow look by mary cherry like when she described it i was like okay yeah this is fun a little marshmallow gimp soup but by first look it wasn't that great so i thought people would stay away from the marshmallow look just like how people would stay away from like like people would stay away from weeby influences up since season two and season three with like yovska um or season one as well if i'm gonna add in um Loris and Erica not doing so well. Monsters Rock by adding like weeby influences. I thought it would be like that situation, but no, no. Here we are, Mary. Instead of doing no marshmallow looks, we get two marshmallow looks. Two marshmallow two looks. Two marshmallow looks. I'm surprised. Roasting by a campfire. I'm just surprised <laughs> that two people thought of like marshmallows for terror in the woods because that totally did not come to mind for me at all i totally thought of like swamp monsters or shit like that swamp in the woods what's gonna be okay Get your biomes right okay Faye, calm down <laughs> anyway <laughs> i so when they were describing their marshmallow looks i'm not gonna lie i was kind of leaning more towards blackberries um I liked Blackberry's description more, but when they get out onto the floor show and they perform, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm watching Blackberry on the floor show and I'm thinking, this isn't a marshmallow look. This is a look with marshmallows. This is actually, when I think about it, a pretty good Terror in the Woods look without even having to reference like 
like having plants everywhere. Um, however, this isn't a marshmallow look. Why are you hung up on the fact that JK is doing a marshmallow look? When we see JK's look, JK's look is a marshmallow look. There's marshmallows everywhere. There's a clear reference to marshmallows. Whereas, like, Blackberry is really just someone who got stabbed with marshmallows. You could take the marshmallows out and replace them with anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to save my bit for Blackberry and JK for when we go down the list because there's other things about... Because I was ultimately, like, disappointed by Blackberry because, like he said, when she described it, I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really good. And it will be, like, an actual, like, drama-filled situation where they both have two distinct looks that actually utilizes like the main component of marshmallows but when we came down to it, i'm like oh oh okay nice i guess not a marshmallow look but like fine okay well i i really quick i will say uh just going through the the lab and everything i was very excited for jarvis's look um i'm a jarvis stan Hello, Jarvis, if you're out there listening, I love you. Um, I can't wait to support you in all of your endeavors. And when you described your look, I was very excited to see it. I especially loved the idea of just a resurrected, like, Paranorman-style Puritan, like, running through the town. And that's it. That's all I wanted to say. So, are we going to get started down the list? Yes. Okay. Because for Jarvis, if we're going um, first, Jarvis... So I like the concept overall, and I'm not... But the thing is, I didn't really... It, the message didn't really come across too well. Like, first glance, if they didn't... Ex- like, if they didn't explain to me, or to the audience, like, what the look was really about, I would have been like, oh, is this, like, Amish country? Is this, like, a reference to the Children of the Corn? I wasn't, like, really into it as much as I thought I would be. Like, I don't know. It, it was just, like, the political statement they were making really didn't come across as effectively as I would have hoped. Um, also, the hat was very plasticky to the point where it kind of took me out a bit. Like, because, like, the rest of their staining technique and stuff for, like, the rest of the garment was amazing, well done, but there's, like, some elements of the outfit were just too pristine and clean that I'm like, eh. It really, like, pulled focus from it overall. Um, then I do think, like, like some portions of, like, the, of the suit, like, the ruffles and stuff were still a little too like too pristine to match like the actual suit itself so maybe like found a way to distress the ruffles without damaging it too much like find like a seam ripper and just making little tears and then falling the tears and just kind of paper like tissue paper it or at least find a way to counteract the plastic plasticness of the hat so that it's not as like bought from spirit halloween type thing yeah i really loved I really love Jarvis's look. Um, like I said, my biggest complaints are um, on the floor show, the actual performance. I think a lot of the ghouls were trying to get used to having so much space to perform. You know, anytime you're in a new venue, the Boulets did say that they did like a day before the exterminate before the floor show performance. They like just took a day to walk everyone through the floor show. The stage and sort of be like this is where the cameras will be this is where the judges will be you're going to get a close-up here this is where the turntable is for you to stand on Um, but I do think that like their performance itself was a little bit lacking 
just in terms of like an actual performance. I think they committed to the mannerisms of the character. Um, I just think that it was lacking a little bit. I do love the look. I think the look is really good. My only issue with the look itself is that, like Reyna, like you said, the hat looks a little bit fake. Um, and then also, which doesn't really match for how like realistic the rest of the outfit looks. And then also, it doesn't really give woods. Like, there's no reference to like nature or the woods or anything. It's just a resurrected Puritan. For me, my critiques that are the same, the same as yours, is just the pilgrim could be anywhere. There's nothing that really specifically says to me that he's like in the woods and then this is just me being nitpicky at this point the murky creek high school class of 73 shirt really threw me out of it this is just it's just me being nitpicky because it could very well be that uh he was resurrected in the current day and then killed someone in the current day but it would have kept me in the fantasy more if there was like another another 1700s yeah. era shirt that was like on the pitchfork or or something like that like something older something that's like draped in vines or moss or more forest that would kind of be like okay so we killed someone that was in the woods i personally didn't have an issue with how clean the hat was part of why it might have looked so clean is just the runway lighting and stuff like that because if you pull up like the actual photograph they got for the look the hat looks a lot dirtier and less pristine but that's just me i think it's not necessarily that it looks clean it just looks like it's it looks very foamy Mm -hmm. um and i followed jarvis for a while i know that they make their hats out of foam okay um really quick though i do want to highlight jarvis has like some of the most detail oriented like makeup application on this cast like that mug that they had on was insane for sure when the red hits their face in a very particular way they're like the dark blue contour looks even more hollowed out amazing it's really detail oriented and i am excited to see what jarvis does for like other things it's just this particular look wasn't that wasn't as up to par as to what like talk, he has shown talk, talk talk shut up bitch shut the fuck up yeah so who do we want to talk about next reyna you said we're going down the line who do you have next in your notes um, next is gonna be <laughs> another controversial one fantasia this one is going to be very controversial i can feel it in my bones okay i wrote down yet another tribal outfit but this one is too pop to me for my taste mostly because of spirit halloween staff and bro um, fantasia rolled up in i love the makeup i didn't like the headpiece the front of it where the bone was like that little like skull so stark white like it was just like not aged enough to actually work the material she used for the dress because of the way like how it broke and moves the body it was a good choice but for me in my opinion gave off more like swamp or bayou or like things you would find in marshlands or you know the um bunch bundles of like wet grass in cartoons that whenever they go to like a swamp with like a, 
an alligator infested swamp or whatever. Like that's what it gives me. It's not like woodsy. It doesn't give you terror in the woods. It gives me more terror in the swamp. And like the particular feathers she used, they weren't enough for me to consider them to be part of like a terror in the woods situation. They look more just generic witch doctor, shaman, owl feathers, fine like rap raptor feathers. That would have made me reconsider the context of the. Because if you just told me like, oh, this is Fantasia's look, and you just told me like, oh, that's a swamp witch. Yet another swamp witch. Call Jude's one soon. Fantasia's here to make you all soon. It doesn't really. And also, I'm tired of seeing like type of African tribal witch doctor. It's starting to get a little stale. It wasn't safe for me, but it just wasn't as good as I thought. I. I okay. You were you were right. This is going to be controversial because. I think this is a safe look. I think this is a decent look. I didn't love it when I first saw it on the floor show. I think she has a decent performance on the floor show. I think, again, she really encapsulates that character that she's trying to give. Um, I love the fabric choices, and I feel like the fabric really ties the look together. You can tell that she is giving... I Listen, I am tired of like African tribal voodoo witch doctor as well. However, I think she's very much giving a different flavor than what we have seen in previous seasons. Um, I think you're specifically referencing uh, Kendra from Titans for the Witch's Shoes Challenge, Kendra from Resurrection, and maybe even Saint from Resurrection, am I correct? Yeah, but also like the entire, in general, most entire Swamp Witch, because we also have um, Priscilla Chambers doing Swamp Witch for Resurrection. Um, and we also had Frankie Doom doing yet another Swamp Witch. Like, Swamp Witch is tired. I think that there could have been a little bit more to tie it to, like, a foresty or at least, like, a more nature-focused vibe. Here's my thing. I think when they said terror in the woods, I don't think that they meant necessarily, like, you have to be in a forest. I think they meant, like, nature horror something along that lines i i think they meant something more like a nature focused horror rather than necessarily like you have to be in the woods because then we have to think about geographically not everywhere has what everyone thinks of as the woods you know um i think that like fantasia's look is actually pretty good i think it's safe i love the headpiece and i think the headpiece actually looks really fun um, it's a little bit cartoony with the eyes. If you look closely on the, uh, photos that they've posted, the eyes of the headpiece are actually tiny skeletons, like tiny skulls, which I think is cute. I overall, I think it's a safe look. I think it's a, it's a decent first look. It's not bad. It's not great. I also, like, I also just want to say, I feel like she's giving very much, like, voodoo witch, whereas... Other contestants have given Swamp Witch or African Witch Doctor. I think she's very, like, voodoo-focused, not necessarily, like, African Witch Doctor. I feel like there is a difference. I will say, because no one else has mentioned it, I love her hair with this look. Yeah. Her hair is so big, voluminous, luscious, and yet mm -hmm. brittle. My hair is always brittle, but not, like, voluminous and voluptuous and just, like, I want to run my hair through it. It looks brittle as I'm, like, damn, maybe hydrate, but she, her wiggery. I, I, I liked it. the dress material. Um, I liked that she 
didn't put on a shoe for this. I think it actually... I think... No, seriously. I think, uh... Like, when you associate with, like, trying to put on, like, a runway, your first instinct would be like, oh, I've got to put on a good shoe for it. But she really went in there with the fantasy and with the look, and she was like, no, I'm not going to put on a shoe. I'm going to be accurate. And I think that was great. Yeah. And... I think I think it's a cute touch that she had painted toenails and painted nails. Oh, that is cute. I know. I do think that she's like. I do. Th- I'm sorry. Go ahead. She's she's a voodoo she's a voodoo witch or an African witch or whatever kind of witch, but she's got a sense of fashion. She got she's a fashionable witch, and I love it. She got style. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think what you're talking about with like putting on a shoe versus putting on a fantasy is the challenge that this updated stage actually presents for a lot of the monsters. You have so much space and you're so used to other shows only being a runway that this having this much state having this kind of stage your first instinct is going to be well I have to just walk a runway. But as we know the boulets never want just a runway. They want a character. Um, just just adding on to that, adding on to your thought. Yeah, I think the only thing I didn't because I actually really liked this look. I think she should have been more than just save personally. I don't I don't think she should have won like over Nihu. We'll we'll get to Nihu, but I think the only real critiques I have is the skulls in the skull it was it was a little much for me (laughs) but that that's it it's just the skulls in the eye sockets of the skull i feel like the skulls in the eye sockets of the skull should have also had cigars with smoke trailing off that form (laughs) into little skulls um (laughs) like like that's how that's the one touch that i would have added to that look is i would have been like you need to give them little like fat cigars with with cartoon smoke (laughs) all right well who's next who's next reina okay so next is orc gothic um so i didn't want to bring it up for the initial uh intro look because it was an issue I had with his looks in this runway. It's just too clean. Like, the trench coat was too clean. Like, I love the concept. I love how he turned pool noodle into, like, you know, like, centipede arms or whatever. But it was too pristine that I was like, oh, it's giving more, like, flasher. Especially with, like, the length of the trench coat and, like, the fedora hat. Like, it read to me more, like, flasher with insect arms more than, like, oh, a park ranger. Oh, park ranger. I'll get to that later. But park ranger with who's, like, working with, um, insects. He could have taken, um, some of Dar- Jarvis's, like, staining tips and really grunged up the trench coat a bit more or maybe add some leaves to it. I do love the makeup. I do love the pool noodle because that is not easy to do. TLDR, to quote Yovska, damn, that must have been some very expensive-ass pool noodle. <laughs> Molly, oh, all... yeah, and, like, the, the runway was too short, too. Like, his runway was, like, extra short, which really kind of didn't help molly i'll let you say your thoughts next okay so i liked this look but i didn't love this look the highlight was definitely the arms and i thought the arms were really cool i don't think they should have been metallic though 
I think they should have. I mean, to to pair it up with the the face makeup more, I think they should have looked a little more melted or fleshy, or like more mutated, like that kind of thing, to really sell the fantasy that it's like like someone who's been mutated into a giant centipede man, right? But it just it felt a little robotic to me, just because of the metal detailing, and then. Of course, the detail with the uh, the tr- the coat being too clean. That was like my first thought is that coat's way too clean. There's nothing going on here. And uh, another thing I really hate about this look is this shoe. Oh and not God. because it's a club kid shoe, but because it doesn't really work with the rest of the outfit. It's just a red shoe. Like, I would have liked if they were like, dirtied up work boots or or maybe like have like centipede feet however he would make that work like i know he's capable because he clearly put a lot of effort into those arms i wish you that he had translated that a little more into the shoes i will say i'm impressed that he got away with the club kid shoe on dragula (laughs) he 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 got away with it and even was ranked high on that episode, even though he was wearing a club kid shoe, so I'm impressed. The- I, I need to address the club kid thing really quick. Because I love the Boulet Brother podcast. Okay. I love I pay I like I love the Boulets overall, so I try to pay attention to things that they say. And Drac on the podcast has had to reiterate this literally like every four episodes. Drax's issue with the Club Kid boots is not a chunky platform boot. Drax's issue with the Club Kid boots is there is a specific kind of boot, the one that Fermelda wore on episode one, because literally everyone owns that boot. <laughs> it's literally that one boot, and it's anytime Drax can see like the tiny yeah. platform with the and straps. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the boot real fast because it made me look up the insert like or Godic's Instagram, and apparently like the look wasn't just like a park ranger, like in an American sense, but like a very political, like a very particular part of like Colombia or like um, Argentina. I think most likely Colombia because he said he grew up in Colombia, but like there's like a particular like force in the country um where they actively harm other people if you stumble upon them um whether if you stumble upon like their criminal criminal affairs or anything and like the park ranger took inspo from was from like his time um growing up and his experience with them so i'm like okay that's cool and all but you know like it just like gave more context to like why the things were pristine and stuff but like it it still also was a detriment because he wasn't selling the fantasy as well you know what i mean Mm -hmm. may i say my thoughts really quick okay so i really don't want everyone to think that i am just like the kind of person who will like accept whatever anyone is doing as long as they can say two sentences about it um i love orc gothic i love i really liked this look I will say about, like, the cleanliness aspect, there is a web series called, like, 2H42 or something like that, Um, and Orc Godic's looks remind me very much of that web series. It is, like, some of the most gruesome body horror 
but almost all of the clothing is completely pristine. I think it adds to this like otherworldly vibe of Orc's character where it's like their body is so far mutated, but the clothes have been able to be preserved. Because when you think about it, we're so used to thinking about clothes as like just a thing that you wear that to us, of course, clothing would be stained. The way I see Orc's drag is very similar to Abora's, where it's like they inhabit an unreality kind of. They don't obey the same rules of our reality. And so like I feel like Orc is this like mutating creature that's constantly changing. Um and they just kind of summon clothing. <laughs> they just kind of summon clothing when they need it, which is why it's never really stained because it's never really like they're not real if you get me. Like they're just detached from reality to a certain extent. That's kind of how I view their drag. Um, I did like this look. I kind of feel like the length of the coat took away from the sinister vibes of it. I felt like the mask and the arms were really cool, but I feel like if the coat were longer to kind of like scrape along the ground, that would kind of translate better to sort of like the sinister vibe that they had. I do think that they fit the theme. Like uh, Swan said, you don't. Re it's not like the most upfront, like version of the theme. But for a lot of people, the biggest fear of nature is bugs. Next on the list is Onyx on Decks. Can I talk first? <laughs> yeah, I know you have a lot of things to say. Go ahead. Okay, so like anyone who is in, shout out to our drag server, um, Reina Terror. Go ahead and list the whole like name of the server because I can never remember it. So our server currently right now is called the Bully Brothers Dragula Ghoul School Edition. Okay, so in our server, if you are a member, then you would know that I have a very, 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 very strong feeling about Onyx on Dicks, and that feeling is not positive. I will say, this look, when they first came out, I looked at it and I said, Oh, this is cute. I like it. Um, I like the look. I think it's fun. I'm looking at it now. It. My very first thought was I was like, this is a very Putricia look. Like, there's a little bit of a Victorian feel to it, and it's a little bit, like, haggard, kind of. Um, I love the sleeves. The sleeves are so dramatic, and I love them for that. Um, I also love the skirt. I like the colors that are at play, and I like the makeup that she used. I like how she kind of aged her face. However, this look doesn't really give woods. This look doesn't really give terror. And this look doesn't really remind me of anything that Onyx has done so far. Um, it's an interesting example of it's so far out of someone's wheelhouse that at this point, I remember when we saw this look in the trailer and me and Vish were literally just kind of like, is that Anna? And then we were like, no, Anna's the one in the green, like the, the wedding dress. And then we were like, who is that? <laughs> um, and then, like I said, there's not really. So like she has the reveal to the puppet, which is fun. It's campy. There are a few leaves attached to the back skirt of the piece, 
but there are so few that I was kind of like looking at it and I was like, this doesn't really like read as terror in the woods. This is just kind of like an old lady with a fucked up shoulder. <laughs> so yeah, th that's those are my thoughts. Those are the most positive things that I have to say about Onyx on this episode. <laughs> I didn't really have any notes because I was just so not into what, what she was wearing. All I wrote down was, damn, I wish she had more wood motifs beyond the brown coloring, but with what she wore, there isn't enough room, so I'll give her a pass for now. I hope she does more. Yeah, when I saw this, I liked the makeup, and that's just about all I liked about it. I did not like this look at all. Again, like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get, like, with the intro look and the promo look that Onyx gave, I expected, I expected her to give something more, like, more closer to her wheelhouse, her aesthetic, and she went so far out the gate. Um, it, it wasn't giving Onyx, it wasn't giving Woods, it wasn't giving terror. I thought it was silly and funny, but that's about it. I wasn't terrified at all at, by it. And um, I would like to make the controversial statement that I think she should have been up for extermination and not JK. You know what? I kind of I kind of agree with that. I think I think I think the reason that JK was in the bottom was because, as they say later on, they were really hoping to just be safe through the first week. Um, we know that the Boulets can tend to take things a little bit close to the close to the heart, especially when it comes to the challenges. And like everyone online says, the moment that you admit that you were just wanting to be safe on the very first week, which is like your introduction week to the to the contest you might as well just pack your bags at that point because that's like saying i don't really care about making a good first impression that's a f that that's a that's a fair um that's a fair point now i do I... have to ask really quick yes. do you guys think that this is a putricia look i think this is absolutely a putricia look i think i think you would do way more figure but you, you, no, no, seriously, you love your shapes, girl. I, I do love my you shapes. Love I love a triangle. Shapes. I love a, I love a parallelogram. I love a trapezoid on occasion. There you go. And you definitely love a rhombus. Listen, no. When you first showed us the look you um, debuted in, that entire poofy skirt, and then when I saw Anna's look, I'm like, oh, god damn, same design and everything. You should have it in the bag, I guess. And then I saw the puppet coming out, and I was like, oh my this god, is... Patricia should sue Anna for stealing her <laughs> intellectual property. Girl, this is Onyx. Wait, Onyx, whatever, they both look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, when, when the puppet came out, I was like, this is just me. I was like, what the fuck? This is just me. <laughs> you're being goofy, you're being boofy, you're being spooky, but not really scary. Like, girl girl oh hey she's priming the audience for what patricia runway would look like when i saw this and the most annoying yeah, go ahead go ahead go ahead 
Go ahead, Molly. When I first saw this, I was like, oh my goodness, it's P- it's Putricia uh, as a barista in Starbucks, but <laughs> post-mortem. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> One day I'm going to have to recirculate those photos online um, just so everyone can see them. But no, like, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't go bald anymore because the moment that I go bald and get on Dragula, people are going to be like, Onyx on dicks, you really lost the plot, didn't you? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so do we have anything else to say about Onyx? Well, (laughs) no, I think the short run ride really encapsulates how short this segment is compared to everyone else. I liked the concept, but it wasn't really executed well to me. I will say, she had a Reina Terror-style think piece for this concept. When I was trying to read this post and decipher what was going on, and she was like, my look is an homage to everything that has been cast into the woods. It is the story of a young girl who made a deal with a witch, and then she got this weird shoulder tumor, and then she realized that in order to make ends meet, she had to become a hooker, but the shoulder tumor didn't like giving the service. I was just kind of like, girl... The brief was terror in the woods. You just had to be a spooky werewolf. <laughs> God. I was reading the thing piece. I'm like, oh, now she's coming after Patricia's gig. She's coming after my gig, too. <laughs> and I've been doing it well. I can't wait for her to come for my gig. Oh, wait. The in- the uh, the promo. The Never promo mind. look. She came for all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> she really scalped us, girl. <laughs> She gathered all of us. We all have to. <laughs> we all have to do something different now. I'm gonna quit. Okay, drag. so what I'll do is no, I'll do like a stripper bikini. Molly can do a think piece, and Reina can do a poofy pastel thing with a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Um, who's next? It's Neohuru X, the one I have like. Only a couple things to say about nothing too big. Anyone else can go first. You only had a couple notes for her. That's so rude. Yeah, I'll go. F- I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, so I'm looking at it now. I never actually noticed her shoes on the runway, but her shoes are even like super detailed. Um, give me one sec. I'm trying to pull fluffy, it up on fluffy Instagram. ankles. The she has she has like clothy and the. The claws are stoned. I know. The claws are stoned. There's like moss and algae like trailing up the shoes. I feel like, okay, I didn't love this look when I first saw it. Like when when she was first walking, I was like, this looks very chunky. However, the more that it sat with me, the more I go, there's a lot going on here. This is the reason I thought it was chunky was there was a lot going on. But now that I've had time to digest everything, I do really like it. I feel like it fits the brief of Terror in the Woods. I appreciate that it is like a kitsune fox monster who like rips the faces off of people. You'll notice along the bus line she has like face she has like faces everywhere. Um I love the colors and like I said she managed to fit the brief of terror in the woods. She has like moss and algae covering her. I feel like this was a super detailed and beautiful runway, actually. 
I will say, okay, really quick. I hate this mask slash prosthetic that she wore, the white fox face. I hate it so much. It looks so plasticky. Like, the rest of the whole thing looks so nice and detailed, especially with the fur, but then she reveals the fox face, and I was like, oh no, you look like a fucking, like, Lego figurine. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Leah, I will say, I, I loved this look, and actually, like, the moment she came out, I was like, because, <gasps> I mean, not only because of the direction she went, with this, this is also the moment that she proved me wrong, because with the promo and the intro look, she did, like, something pretty similar, like, very, very skimpy, very high fashion forward, and I was just, and I was like, okay, it's cute, but is it, is it Dragula? But now I look at this, and it's like, that's absolutely Dragula to me. She fit, she fit the brief, and she... And as someone who comes from an Asian background, I I connected with the with the kind of kitsune uh, look immediately, because uh, Asian people, Japanese people, Chinese people, uh, we're all very like religiously and culturally very connected to nature around us. So the fact she went this far with a cultural look for a nature look i was stunned i loved it and i absolutely think she deserved to win and the moment that she showed that little parasol like in the in the laboratory i was excited i was like this is gonna be good because look at that parasol just by itself so i absolutely loved this look and this is the moment that made me stand nehuru x so you did a great job. You deserve to win. I love you. Love it. Oh, I love you too. I had to change real fast because my wig was really making me overheated. So this is my new little so you're, so, plague doctor. So you're wearing a plague doctor mask like it's going to make you any cooler? I, I just, I feel bald without a wig on, so I have to do something different. Anyway. Raina, really quick, Raina. If you become a mask queen, you don't have to do makeup anymore. Oh my goodness. I feel like I, I would still want to do makeup in case the mask falls off, knowing my look. Anyway, Neohuru X. I do, y'all bring up like the busy point. I thought the look was really busy, kind of like in the same vein as Hoso's, like more iconic looks, where it's just Not like a you lot pitting of Asian going on. people against each but, other. Unlike Hoso's look, everything was broken down by like a color so that my, so like when you look around, your eyes can rest on the contrasting color schemes, like the blues, the browns, the white, and the greens. She's super fashionable, like, the very specific color choices were great. And not only that, like, the fabrics she used were really great, too. They looked very expensive. They looked very smooth, very, like, flowy, too. The mask was also super enchanting, because it was, like, the only few, like, really stark white bits compared to, like, the different colors that I just couldn't stop, like, whenever I was, like, looking around the outfit and, like, trying to get out, like, parts out the details and, like, find things, too really get like an idea of what she's doing like i just couldn't stop like going back to the face like this is an effect this this like this costume this outfit really shows like how to use color fabric how to like really use those like particular choices effectively to 
add into a very attention-grabbing fantasy. And she worked the stage, too, a lot. Be- being a very inexperienced person who does stage work and stuff. Like, this is really good. I, I, this is what I expected from, like, the Terror in the Woods challenge. Something in this vein. It was a win for me. Yeah, I gotta agree. When she said... Like at the beginning of the ep- when she said at the beginning of the episode that she had like not that much experience, like performing on stage. I kind it made me like not expect that much from her. But the moment she came out and she really she seemed really comfortable with the stage, and I was surprised. And I'm glad that was brought up by the judges in that episode. I feel like it was worth mentioning because yeah, she absolutely performed. She didn't just come out in a beautiful look she absolutely she absolutely worked the stage she was absolutely in her imagination in that moment and i i loved it i'm grabbing some water really quick um if we don't have anything else to say let's move on to whoever is next all right so next is throb zombie you guys want to throb on my zombie until i spectacular (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um who wants to go first uh one of you guys go okay go ahead Molly. i'll go first <clears throat> i was confused by this look not because of the the pol- i i just didn't know where it fell into terror of the woods i really love the political message and I really, I really like the, uh, the details to it being like an Amer- like an American chef, like like a grill daddy or something. I think that went and murdered someone probably in the woods. But to me, it wasn't giving terror in the woods. It was giving terror in the grill. Okay. I. Ugh. I think okay. I actually really like this look. This look is actually really high for me for this episode. Um, I think part of this might actually come down to cultural, like geographic differences, because as someone who grew up in almost hillbilly country and like my some mm-hmm. of my family members live in Arkansas, so they live in hillbilly country. I kind of completely got how the I completely got how this was like related to the woods cuz once again I think this was more of like a nature focused horror rather than like the woods specifically. I think this is probably one of the best ones that doesn't have nature in it while still being nature focused cuz it's almost a trope in almost every like backwoods horror movie the psycho hillbillies you know and i i will say i think that this look i kind of i kind of flop flip flop back and forth on throb whether i like them or i'm like like i'm indifferent about them but i really like this look i love the um i love the contrast that the contact lenses provide they have this like really thickly outlined style of makeup that reminds me of Borderlands almost or like comic books that I love. I feel like overall 
I really get how, like, I personally get that how this one is a terror in the woods. Like I said, this is the psycho cannibal hillbilly that you never want to run into, but you're bound to run into when your tire goes flat in the middle of nowhere. And also, I think for performance-wise, the way that they kind of like slinked all over the stage and stuff, I really loved it. I feel like they actually committed... I feel like they committed the most to their character out of a lot of the performers. Um, I feel like they were the one of the ones who like committed the most to the character that they were making. Well, I don't have much to say because y'all touched upon my points. Um, to piggyback off of yours, Patricia, uh, I understood. Like, I I got it. Like, he was a terror, like a, a horrible thing in the woods. Especially because, like, growing up, my mom used to watch a lot of, like, forensic files where, like, every fucking victim was found in the woods, buried, or whatever. Okay. It was a good safe. I love Throb's theatricality as well. It, it was just, like, for me, it was just really a solid safe and middle of the pack, like, on the nose, almost. Especially with, like, it being a staple in, like, a lot of slasher, slasher tropes where you yeah your car dies or whatever and you need to be picked up by someone um but it's not bad i loved it and i love this transformation of like skinny little skinny little twig to this burly trucker man i wouldn't mind murdering this bussy sorry jk the rob is taking it i do love the beard like the the beard that they had on um as someone who wants to learn how, how to make and apply beards myself like I kind of love that. <laughs> okay, well, do, do we have anything else to say about Throb, or are we ready to uh, get out of this Dragula? Um, I don't have too many other notes on Throb. I think I said all I wanted to say. Me too. Cause next is um Blackberry. Oh my God, it's it's the one to talk about. It's Blackberry. <laughs> <sighs> God, R.I.P. Comment section. Every time I hear her name on the episode i can't stop thinking about about um heidi being asked what berries are black she's just like black bears <laughs> <laughs> i love it all right who wants to go first i have a few notes but they're not like in-depth stuff that requires me to say you know they're just like very bullet pointy i didn't like this look as much as i thought i would um i was kind of disappointed by it a okay. little uh, it was funny, and it's something I would have lived for at the Monster Show, um, San Francisco's most ridic ridiculous drag show for local talent. But on the runway, I was like, oh, compared to everyone else, this is not really up to what everyone else was serving. Um, maybe she could have had like, the killer's head or like another victim's head on a marshmallow skewer somewhere. Like If she did went for the killer's head. She could have just hold out a marshmallow skewer from like the um, sleeping bag she was. She had attached herself or something. Another victim she could have turned around and like could have been like a gag like the like she survived but her friend did it. Uh, plus the rhinestone blood gag didn't work as well mm -hmm. here as it did in the promo. So I it, I felt like that was unnecessary to add on at that point. Most likely this didn't work as much because she was also given a short floor show segment. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. Some people got shorter floor show segments than others, but I think it might be just because they didn't utilize the stage as much as others. Okay, I'll go next. Um, I think that this is a cute look. I think that this is a cute idea. Like I touched on earlier, 
this is not a marshmallow look. I don't get why we got so much drama about two queens doing two contestants doing marshmallow looks when this is a look that has marshmallows but that's not the main focus like i do think that this is probably this is a very like simple straightforward terror in the woods i appreciate that this is like a victim look i like the idea that she was like the first out in a horror movie and then she managed to survive like she was the slutty girl who was about to go go down to pound town with like the jock character and then she managed to get away um i like that idea i think a cute gag going along with what you were saying reina about like her turning around and like or showing some way that someone else died and she survived what if she turned around and it revealed that her, like, her friend, like, she sat on them, and so they're, like, pressed into, like, the, uh, they're pressed into the fabric? I feel like that would be very funny. Um, but I think this is a cute look. I think that this is, like, a, I think this is a safe look. I think there are a lot of cute concepts behind it. I love the pillow in the back of the wig. Um, but I don't love how much how high the slit of the dress itself is, um, especially so high that we can see like her shapewear. I think that she could have fixed that if she added more of the like scabby blood material over the shapewear itself. But it was a cute look. I really liked this look. I I think it I think it deserved a high, as high of a placement as it got. Because it it was like, I mean, again, with it being a victim, and then instead of going like, when you think terror in the woods, you normally think of something like gruesome, right? It didn't go the gruesome route. I think the most gruesome and horrid thing about it is just the skewers sticking out of her body, but that's about it. This look was, it was really fun, and she performed I don't know. I mean, she probably didn't utilize the whole stage as much, but she was like definitely like emoting a lot. Yeah. She gave great face. And then I don't know if y'all noticed, not only is the back of her wig a pillow, her dress is a sleeping bag. And I think yeah, I, I, I think that was a great detail. Um, I, I, given that the dress is a sleeping bag, I was kind of lost by the dress having straps on it. And then, of course, the critique that they mentioned with the skewers kind of flopping around and she seemed to be struggling with them a little bit, I think that was a pretty yeah valid... Well, you know, it's one of those newfangled uh, strap-on the, sleeping bags. The skewers bags. on the sleeping bag? No, the sleeping bag. You kind of cut out, so I only heard you talk about the sleeping bag and the straps. But, like, you strap uh, into it for a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was saying, given that it is a sleeping bag, um, I wasn't... I didn't think it needed to have straps on the back. I think it could have been, like, one of those where it, like, tightens in the back and just holds everything together. But my biggest critique is the same as the judge's critique, which is 
the uh, she seemed to be struggling with the the skewers sticking out of the dress a little bit. But yeah, I love this look. I think it was really fun. Do you guys think it deserved a high? Not really. I think I said I put her in bottom two or like a low. Three. I think it was at least safe. At least. I think I'd probably put it. Go ahead. I I mean. I agree with it being like a higher safe placement, but yeah, this is this is a safe look for me. I think it's probably safe. I will say, once again, she fit the brief. Terror in the woods. There is an element of terror. There is an element of woods. She d she did the job. Yes. Um, do we want to go ahead and move on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's really not much to talk about here. Okay. So the next contestant that we have on the runway is Molly Tory. Um, she decided to come dressed out as, like, a slutty Melanie Martinez impersonator. Molly, why don't you tell us about this look okay, that you're wearing Okay, so ignoring tonight. the fact that it's literally me. Um. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I was just as confused as everyone else, actually. I wasn't. This, <laughs> I mean, I like I like this look. Okay. I think it's cute, but I definitely agree that it doesn't fit Terror in the Woods at all. It just fits in the woods, but there's nothing really terrifying about it. I think that this makes a sleigh like Portals tour look. Like, if you were to wear this to the Melanie Martinez concert, I would mm -hmm. love you. I think you would do a great job. I will admit, this look is giving Danganronpa. Oh, the blood okay. that she's wearing is like bright pink. And I think that's where part of the confusion was for me was like, you can, you see a lot of the details better in the Instagram photos that they posted online. The pink is blood. I thought it was just weird, like makeup. Like I thought it was just a weird makeup application that she was doing, but no, that's supposed to be blood. So she's supposed to be like this dark, cunty um and then she also has these like tiny pixies that are like clinging on to her do i think it's giving terror in the woods no and i think that we're going to run into an issue with satana this season that we ran into with sigourney but i think we're going to run run into it even more i think satana wants so strictly to just like to just be pretty to just be a pretty princess that if a challenge says be an ugly skank hoe who's coming for your kids and is gonna like eat a fetus or something like that um satana's gonna be like ooh woo, i'm the baby that gets eaten and then it's kind of like congrats you didn't fit the brief um i think it's a cute look like I said, I think it's decent. I think it's well done. If she wore this to a different show, I think it would have been a fun look to wear. I really, I probably would have enjoyed it. But I just don't think it, like, I don't think it really fit the theme. Okay, can I speak my piece now? My truth? <laughs> sure. This is my video essay. In defense of Santana's fake look. Okay. Positives first. <laughs> so, I love this particular shade of green on Satana. It's really cute. It's cute. Um, and I love the character she's embodying. She's giving, like, old, like, actual fairy tale what, you know, actual fake creature. The ones that would, like, coax you into giving out your name or to try their food. But if you eat it, you end up being stuck in the fey realm forever and they eat you. Like, that type of fake creature is what she's giving. And I enjoy it. It's beautiful. Her makeup application was beautiful. Um, 
she was cunty. She was stomping the runway. She's a good model. And I understood what she was trying to do. And I love the little pixie, pixie details. But, and it's a big but, she could have done more. She was giving more like the fake creature that gives the baby to the fake queen to eat. More than the fake queen who's going to eat the baby, if that makes any sense. It's not enough. It's too toned down for what she should have given. Y'all said if she wasn't afraid of getting dirty. Yeah. This would have been like an amazing terror in the woods situation where point blank period, no question about it, a terror in the woods. But what you're giving is not terror in the woods. It's more like Disneyfied version of like a Grimm's fairy tale situation. I place her a lot higher than than Onyx on Dix's fairy tale look because Satana actually delivered what she wanted to do, but both of them still flopped in a sense. Yeah. They, they both flopped, but, like, at least with Satana, like, I understand what she's trying to do. I just wish she pushed it more she, so she's actually, like, the fake queen that's gonna chomp on the baby's head than, like, the server the server girl grabbing a baby and then giving it to the fake queen. I, I just want her to be more dirty because, like, I feel like her pristine drag would contrast so well if she got dirty. Like, little monkey brain will fire off everything if she got dirty. Yeah, That's I get it. I get more terror in the woods from this than I do Onyx as well. For me, she walked down. She was like, "Venus McFlytrap, you look so cute today. Did you steal my lip again?" But um, yeah, I was confused because it there wasn't any terror really involved in it. I think it was cute and cunty, and I think had she done that, yeah, like. As you said, like on another show or for any other application, it would have yeah. absolutely served. But for this, it wasn't enough for me, especially with what everyone else gave. Also, like her stomping on the runway like a fashion model, that's a like overall it's a good thing for a different show. By which she kinda like did more ethereal movements. Yeah. Like I'm also like not a fan of when we ever got like an ethereal walker because so many people do it but i think in this situation if she did like slow gestures and like really like airy movements and walk to walk down the runway and really play up like this mm-hmm. this creature it would have worked more to her benefit of actually being like a terror in the woods i don't know satana i like what she does as like outfits but i don't like how she performs in those outfits i think it needed like a blood reveal or like she needed to like scoop the intestines out of someone she needed something that kind of like made her horrifying because Faye, like like reyna was saying Faye can be terrifying just naturally because they're so uncanny but like she didn't really play up to those parts of the Faye, you know well hey from one latina to another latina do better I, I refuse to do better. But anyway. <laughs> Satana can come for me. I don't care. I'm already blocked by Bitter Betty. <laughs> Alright, well let's go ahead and move on to... I think it's Cynthia next. Um. Yeah, it's Cynthia. So I want to start Cynthia's section. I want to say... This is a, this is a cute outfit. I was, from what I saw in the trailer, I was very hesitant at first because I thought it was just going to be, like, a mushroom hat, and that was going to be the whole look. 
but I really like the um, black corset skirt that's kind of like over top of it. Um, I love the dripping fingers. My only real issue with this look is there's not really much of a performance here. I think that Cynthia is going to be one of the contestants we're going to see struggle with the performing aspect, which is going to be interesting, where Cynthia especially said this. Cynthia has highlighted every like confessional we've gotten so far that she wears custom couture fashion, which is interesting because it's kind of, you would expect Cynthia to be like one of the more performance-focused contestants. Um... I think we're going to maybe see Cynthia kind of struggle to deliver a performance as far as like the actual like floor shows go. I think that's going to hold her back for a while. And I think we kind of see it in this mm -hmm. one where it's she's wearing a great look. but She kind of just walks out and models it like that's it. Do you want to go, Molly, or should I go? I have like a few bullet points for Cynthia, but it's not like big things that need to be over explained like Satana. Okay, um, I guess I'll go. I did not love this look. I think it was too simple. I think, um, I think it was a fun concept, because, I mean, a giant mushroom monster is not the first thing that came to my mind, and I love the, the reference, but I think it was a little too, like, I, I think she focused a little too much on just being a mushroom and not really going in her own element as well for this. And then some of the parts of the outfit, to me, don't really mesh that well with each other. Like, I think the corset dress over the, uh... Like, the, the top... the upper waist up looks fine but like upper waist down I kind of lose it because it's a it's a very baggy skirt over very long pants over very chunky heels and I I just got so confused there I think and then I would have liked if there was a little more of, like, a transition between, like, her face and other, like, like her chest, her shoulder, like, the, the human parts we see here into the giant mushroom parts. Like, you can, you can tell she's wearing, like, a hood and a giant mushroom cap. It looks a little costumey to me rather than, like, a fully thought-out look to me that's that's my piece on it all right unfortunately i really wanted to like this look but it felt underfinished for me i didn't like how the dress was like wasn't fitted mm -hmm. to compensate for the platform boots she was wearing because like if she was going to show her platform boots i kind of wanted um like either the the skirt to be snatched down to her ankle so the costume like the chunky boot becomes part of the feet or not show the boot at all um the overall outfit like the silhouette is too round for my taste like there wasn't enough variation to make it seem like a cohesive look it, it just wasn't 
it was just too round. I didn't like the silhouette, ultimately. Um, I think she needed some sharpness to really ba balance out, like, the chunkiness and the roundness of the piece, because she feels more, like, very much top-heavy, and not in a way that a mushroom typically is. And her dildo fingers <laughs> gave me more, like, ginger root than, than like, little spawn, um, spawn. I think if she, like, made the dildo fingers more, like, long, sharp claws, that would have worked for her favor. Probably also would have, like, ensured that she had more theatricality and more, like, of a performance aspect to it. Because, like, then she wouldn't be just, like, a, a living mushroom, but more like a mushroom creature. Like a, like a cunty mushroom. I think she kind of, I think she kind of needed a specific mushroom to draw reference from because mm -hmm. there are a lot of really cool mushrooms. Like, um, there's one that has like a hexagon hexagonal veil. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another one that like kind of bleeds almost. Yeah. I think she just kind of, I think she just chose the most uninteresting mushroom <laughs> to reference. Yeah, like there's this one mushroom called the Destruction Angel Mushroom that comes with like a clown collar and a tutu and its shape is very humanoid if she did that that would have been really fun but she chose the most generic brown poison mushroom like like minecraft mushroom almost and i was just like eh. what's the name of the mushroom um the destruction angel or angel destroying mushroom it's white and it has like these like gills on its actual stem that look like like a tutu and a clown collar it's very cute, but it's one of the most poisonous mushrooms out there. You eat it, you die immediately, essentially. Ooh. Fun. And it's, like, this beautiful, stark snow white also. That would have been a great contrast uh -huh. with everything else, too. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's move on to JK now. My husband? Yeah, let's move on to your husband. So really quick, let's actually, before we talk about JK, let's talk about Amazon Gate. Let's talk about, there is an interesting trend on this show where there is the belief that you have to have everything custom made. And you'll mm -hmm. notice that the belief doesn't necessarily mean you have to make it yourself because the people who tend to critique the most are those who don't make their own looks, aka Eva, and I want to say blackberry and cynthia in this episode so we're all up and coming drag artists we're all beginners what are your guys's take on do you guys think that it's okay to have things from amazon for your drag especially for dragula can i go first yeah i think as someone who can't sew at the moment and i'm working with like purchasing shit and trying to do things um you need to find pieces more than a complete costume that you can like actually learn how to fashion into a complete outfit so like oh this leather skirt or like a leather top or something like that um and it's not bad and for me the issue arises when you aren't able to transform it beyond when you got it you know like if you can't like add a rhinestone add some feathers or like tear it up or find a way to accessorize so it looks like a completely different outfit that's where I think the issue arises, but, like, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be, like, the thing you're hyper-focused on is, like, it's from Amazon. Girl, like, half the shit people wear when they're starting is, like, H&M, Forever 21, their mom's closet, their dead aunt's closet. It's also that we had to find, like, at Ross or whatever to, like, actually 
use, learn how to like create our aesthetics and then work beyond that. And if you have access to a sewing machine, most people don't really spend like much money on the expensive stuff unless they already have the money on it. But most people, but usually it comes with like, oh, like this is like very cheap cotton or this is like low grade silk that I can get for like $10 a yard or whatever. Like it, it overall, like I, I'm tired of this conversation of like drag on a show being having to be like super expensive when we live in the United States of America where our <laughs> overall situation compared to like European countries is not that great. We don't have as much ability to work around so we have to be crafty are you talking about the uh state-funded genocide that refuses to pay for health care right or everything free education everything or housing <laughs> yeah everything it's just like we're in a situation and i get like this was supposed to be the olympics of drag but a part of drag is working within your means and learning how to like create a fantasy and if you're able to create a fantasy from making an Amazon outfit into something completely new or incorporate it in a way that you're not focused on the Amazon outfit being from Amazon, that should be um, a bit more celebrated and a bit more, like, brought up than, like, some random bitch who gets, like, from using her daddy's credit card to, like, buy, like, Gucci print from deadbolt stores and dropping, like, $100 on a, a human hair unit and just walks around, strutting around in... You know, like, I would rather see JK's type of drag where it's, like, very inexpensive outfits just being elevated more than, like, Violet, not even Violet Trash, because she actually does her own shit really well, but more like Lux, Lux's runway looks, you know? It's just like a, yeah, I'm just tired of, like, the money situation being such an issue mm -hmm. when all the bitches who critique people using cheaper shit are bitches who are running on daddy's credit card. Yeah. I want y'all to shut the fuck up and reevaluate your choices before, like, critiquing everyone else's. And I think it's an interesting issue. I think that um, this is actually an interesting issue where, as beginner drag artists, we actually have a little bit more of an authority to speak on this. We've all performed before. Molly and I, we haven't performed as much as you, Reyna, but we've all performed before, and it's kind of like, when you're in the clubs, when you're in where spaces where drag is actually being done you don't wear expensive gowns you don't wear expensive stuff unless you're doing like a very specific pageant kind of setting um i think that jk has probably the most realistic form of drag on this season for what like this is not an offense to jk you can walk to any drag bar and you can find drag similar to jk in that it's accessible it's what people are going to be seeing the most of and when you continue to put forward the idea that every drag artist has like thousands of dollars worth of clothing and they have like the most expensive gowns and shit it's kind of it puts forward an unrealistic expectation that kind of furthers the divide that people have with local drag scenes where it makes them go oh well, it's cheap, so I don't want to go support it. And then it's kind of like, well, how do you think any of those other bitches afford any of their shit? <laughs> Daddy's credit card. Yeah. And also on top of that, like, this type of drag really weeds out the performers and the entertainers from 
some random bit. The fashion models. The, not, not even, like, the fashion girlies, but from some random, like, 21-year-old twink who thinks, like, oh, I'm so skinny, I don't have to corset, my flat pancake ass will pay the bills if I just wear a bodysuit once and twirl around to, like, a Britney song that everyone knows, you know? Girl, don't come for me. Don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> a random twink who just twirls around. At least you actually understand your figure and your shape, and you actually pad. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm 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 drunk enough to be controversial. If you're a twink and you don't pad and corset, you're not valid. Your drag's not valid. Go die. Wow, that's some strong feelings you have there. Molly, did you have anything to say? Did you have anything to say about Amazon Gate really quick, Molly? Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we probably have a little bit, like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I I agree with uh with both of your points, and I don't. I mean. As someone who's really, I mean, I love, like, good aesthetic. I love feeling expensive. But you don't have to be expensive to feel expensive. Mm -hmm. It's all about, Mm -hmm. it's all about working with what you have, right? It's all about, instead of paying 200 plus dollars for a designer pair of gloves at DragCon, you can instead get a 12 buck pair of gloves, a 10 buck set of rhinestones, and like a seven buck pair of nails and boom you just made the same thing for less than fifty dollars you know what i mean mm. it's like yeah and it's not even that hard like you don't you don't have to know how to sew or do your like it's and 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 the other thing that's not talked about enough is not only do we have to spend money on our outfits we have to spend money on our makeup we have to spend money on our wigs we have to spend money on our shoes we have to spend money on all of our accessories and all it it's already so expensive being a drag performer that's why it's it's not for everyone because especially if you're like especially if you're struggling financially you're going to get your shit off Amazon because it's accessible and it's cheap, right? You're not going to be going getting designer gowns for $500 or more, just drop it in for a single look. No, you're going to be you're going to want to be bulk buying at the thrift store or something like that where you can get a $200 value bridesmaid dress for $40 at the thrift store. So, yeah. I don't think it's at all fair to critique performers based on whether they have enough money or not because it's it's just not a fair argument to have at all it's basically monopolizing what drag is and what drag should be and not celebrating the art form mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like beautifully yeah, said like ultimately we're not on you know america's Next runway model shows we're we're, we're drag performers. yeah we have to perform we're performers all right well i was just gonna say i don't want to spend too much time on this i think we should probably get back to reviewing jk i just wanted to touch a little bit on it um just because especially with like the whole critique of the whole question that comes around every season of is dragula becoming too polished mm-hmm. um, i think the answer is overall no i think we just have a lot of polished bitches that get on the show um I want to get back to critiquing JK. Uh, Thank you for talking about why overall everyone should just give us more money. Let's talk about why JK's look is bad because he didn't have enough money. Um, I go first. I have two points. No, I want to go first. I want to say my piece. Okay, go ahead. Oh, shit. Oh, 
I think that this was actually a pretty good look. I think this was actually very fun. Um, <laughs> this was a fun look, and I feel like for a lot of people, they don't want fun. They don't want camp. They want, like, they want a statement piece. Um, and I feel like this look, like you were saying, Reyna, this is a good look that shows that there was distressing, there were burn marks, there was modifications to the outfit that JK got. There probably could have done more. There probably could have been more. Um, I do agree with what they were saying about how you can kind of like see the cardboard texture of the graham cracker hat that JK is wearing. Um, but overall, I will say I think that this is a fun look. And I think that like with the like slime that they had coming off of the marshmallow, that kind of sold it for me. Especially with their makeup. Their makeup to overall, I think they just sold the look together. The makeup really made it look like they were like burning alive under molten marshmallows for me. And then I just loved the marshmallow coming out of their ass. <laughs> that was so fun. Okay, go ahead, Raina, because I know you really wanted to say something too. Okay, so for my husband, my husband, for me, the only two things I had to think was one, a, sexual, a comment sexualizing him, which is like not having, doesn't need to be said. I'll keep it in the drafts. But the second point was like, you know that there's a still when JK is being spun around on the um, turntable stage. And we see like a full 360 view of, of like the entire face. Mm -hmm. It stood out to me so much because at 4148, that timestamp, everything came together so well and it was just haunting. Like the contact they used, completely wetting out their face, their expressiveness, the their like the the posing, like the makeup, like really exaggerating mm -hmm. their like their facial features in a way where it's just it was just honestly horrific and terrifying and gruesome in a way that like I haven't seen in a while. You know what their makeup reminds me of? Their makeup reminds me of uh the ghosts of Crimson Peak yes! by Guillermo del Toro. Because the ghosts in Crimson Peak retain the trauma that killed them. And that kind of reminds me of how JK, all of the makeup in this look is kind of done in a way that makes them look like they've been, like, warped by the pain yes. of it all. And it sold me, like, them walking down, them, like, starting around and, like, doing, like, the whole, like, you know, like, them just doing their, like, doing the roaming thing. I was like, okay, cool. He's great. He's awesome. But just that still, I was like, oh, we got a winner. This is my this is this is my Roman Empire. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna be thinking about for the rest of my life. I'm obsessed with that still. Like it's very much like it reminds me of like an old fashioned horror movie poster. Yeah. Like I can see like a voiceover over this. I can see JK being a victim from this brutal murder. I, I the story they were like he was selling, everything was amazing and lined up perfectly. And I was actually very disappointed with the judges. Talk, judges, talk, talk, talk. Shut up, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Okay, that's enough. Let Molly talk first. Molly, what are okay. your thoughts? <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with the judges that Ill's a look worthy of extermination. I don't think Ill's worthy of extermination at all. I think the bottom two should have been Satana and Onyx, with Cynthia placing as, like, low over 
JK. Uh, JK definitely did more with their Amazon bot outfit than some of these other mm-hmm. bitches did with their designer outfits. Not mm-hmm. gonna name names. But there were a couple things that stood out to me. The marshmallow sticks coming out of the end. The burnt butt cheeks. The burnt butt cheeks were so Listen, fun. I love oh, yeah. toasted marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> there were details. Mm-hmm. There were I details know, like, in JK this. JK put a lot of thought into this. And I was actually bummed out when jk was mentioning they're just like well i ex- executed it exactly how i thought of i just should have done a better idea like no jay you did fine you really did you did fine you didn't win but you did fine hey that's my husband you're talking about this look probably was never going to be a win however did this look deserve to be in the bottom no no um I really think, I think where they were put in the bottom was we know the Boulets are always lurking and paying attention to what goes on backstage. I think when JK said, like, I was just wanting to be safe this episode since this was the introduction episode, um, I think that's what ultimately threw them in the bottom. Um, That's fair. And then I also think, I think that's what put them up, like, put them... I think that's what exterminated them. I think what put them up for the bottom was I'm re-watching the footage and really outside of those like few instances of them like posing, their performance is kind of just them walking. And I think that that's kind of what threw it apart for them. Um, But I do agree with you, Molly. I kind of would have put JK as just like safe. I think performance-wise, I mean, you're right. They kind of did just walk. I think they I think they should have done, like, a really stiff walk with, like, clenched butt cheeks because they're really uncomfortable because they got marshmallows up their ass. That would have been so fun <laughs> for me if they did, like, just waddling like a penguin. <laughs> what if they had, like, white slime come out of their, like, butt cheeks when they turn around? That would have been good. Filth. It's giving filth. I love it. That we needed. <laughs> Yes. Um, think like I said, this is the issue that we're going to run into this season. Some of these ghouls are going to think, oh, it's just a runway. I just need to walk. But the ones that do well are the ones who know that's not just a runway. You have to perform. Okay, so do we have anything else to say about JK? Nope. All right. Let's get this roast a cooking. <laughs> Just give me a second to take a sip of water before I continue on, because I need to calm down. Okay. We're going to be moving on to um, a little bit of a controversial subject matter in the server. We're going to be moving on to anaphylactic. Okay. Someone insert cracking knuckles and head sound effects for me, because that's what I'm going to do right now for this video essay of in defense of Anna. I'm going to start off Anaphylactics, um, little like segment. From the trailer, when we saw it for a brief second in the trailer, I did not love the look. Okay. I have a specific thing. I hate whenever a queen just takes a bridal gown and then that is the look. They are just like a tortured bride. Reyna, I am specifically coming for your gig. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't love this look from the trailer that we saw of the whole season. However, 
when Anna walked down the stage and I got to see mm-hmm. the full dress and everything, I was sold. There is so much detail in this dress and it automatically reads like like swamp forest hag who's ready to like drag me into the woods. Um I loved this look overall. This look is apparently a reference to a Lancashire folktale, like folklore thing. Um, I don't know the full name, but it's basically British La Llorona. Um, but yeah, I feel like this was just a. I feel like this was a really good look. The only thing that I did not like was the wig. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hated how little like height there was to it. Once again, Molly, like you were saying, anytime someone has a wet hair thing, they don't have any, like, height, and it kind of squashes them. But I feel like the makeup is good, the detailing is really good. Anna did mention that uh, they were actually dyeing, like, multiple, like, different versions of lace Mm -hmm. to layer on top of this look. So yeah, I feel like this was a really good look. I would actually say this look is probably in my top three for the episode. Molly, go ahead, because I talked way too much for the other segments. Um, okay. I talked a lot more this segment. Okay. So, I really like the bloody head gag of who I assume is the husband. I think that's... I think that was really fun. She started trying to make out with it, and she was, like, holding and caressing it, almost like... Almost like... It, it wasn't just, like, a tortured bride that killed her husband. It was it was a tortured bride. To me, it read as, like, she's immortal. Like, immortal, tortured bride. And she's obsessed with this love, and she doesn't want to let it go. So... something something along that lines like to me this look told a story and i enjoyed the story and i understood the story if that was the story but that's what i got from it and i think it was fun to it didn't necessarily read in the woods explicitly to me i can i can see where it might fall like after a in long the woods. night of hooking like with the <laughs> I, like the, the green dying like the fishing, and all the so mossy good details and how she's okay. kind of like and set me on a fire. green monster oh, like but that you know I didn't die that kind okay. of thing that definitely read as like oh. woods but this is the and kind now of outfit Glamazon, bitch, that ready the kind for of uh, the kind of look that would work for multiple different applications and that told a story and I enjoyed it, and I was disappointed that the judges didn't talk about it at all. I think it was worth at least talking about. I mean, and the, the head gag was probably one of the best things that I saw that runway, that the ghouls did performance-wise. The way the most slay ghouls both used head. That's the secret to winning. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> okay. So, you know how earlier I said Satana was, like, the bridesmaid to the fake queen? Okay. Uh-huh. Anna is the fake queen. 
this plant demoness nymph woman. She was giving vengeful nymph. She was giving like, oh, Apollo, you want to touch me without my consent? Let me murder you instead. Especially like with the dress when I looked at it. It was like beaded so well and intricately. And the color design on the dress and like the frills, everything worked together. It gave like, in a th- it really nailed the ethereal aspect of the costume. Each choice she did was so well done, well executed. I, I did have a nitpick, but it's not because of her garment or the prop. It was more just that um, she does have some flesh like near the top of like the, on top where the red wig front was. It's not fully painted. And you can see her human flesh in it by the timestamp 4217. And someone like near her, the bottom close to the dress. I think she should have spent a bit more time blending it out a bit more. So like there's no humanness in it. Because I, when I saw them like, oh shit, I can see like where she kind of had to rush for time. But overall, I was just awestruck and just Anna's one of my winners. Okay. Is that all? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the last person. All right, well, we managed to cover all the monsters. Um, So they all come back. They announce the top three. They announce the bottom three. Our top three are Nihur, Blackberry, and... Orcotic. Orcotic. Um, they announced that Nihuru won. You guys agree with the win? I think we all do. Yeah. Yes, I do agree with the win. Um, I think we covered fairly decently why we think blackberry like we like how we felt about blackberry is there anything else we wanted to say about orcs look and how they placed overall um i think anna should have placed above blackberry but that's about it for me all right do we have time for our final segment where we talk about what our ideas for terror of the woods is or or terror in the woods what our looks are or do you want to call it well, really quick, I wanted to talk about the uh, extermination. Yes. So, so they announced that Satana and JK are up for extermination, and the very first extermination challenge will be you have to hike to the bridge to nowhere and bungee jump off of it in the middle of the night. So here's a fun little detail about this. The Boulets actually revealed that the hike to the bridge to nowhere was a two-hour hike. Oh, Gross. my goodness. Gross. Do you guys think you could have done <laughs> this extermination? Especially, we'll get into what we think our, uh, what we, what our, like, ideas will be, but do you guys think you could have done this extermination in full drag? Well, um, I noticed that they at least had the courtesy to allow Satana and JK to wear different shoes. Uh-huh. So at, at least they're wearing walking shoes. So with that in mind, um, I would have been very uncomfortable, but I would have attempted to do it. And then as for the actual jumping part, I, I think I would have been able to do it because, I don't know, I have a pretty big fear of the darkness, but I mean, if I had to walk alongside jk or satana i would have been okay because at least there's someone there and then as for the bungee jumping part i wouldn't have been so afraid to do it because yeah it's in the dark and yeah i'm jumping into the darkness and into nowhere but i'm i'm bungee jumping i legally 
have to be supported and they then like i i know that i'll be just fine you know what i mean like it'll be scary yeah. but i'll be fine so yeah. yeah i think i could have been able to do this extermination what about you what Randy? about you go ahead honestly the few times i i've done hiking i got really lightheaded to the point where i kind of like couldn't move anymore like i needed to like sleep but i think i would push myself to do this because i would have not wanted to be a vol- uh, you know kind of in the same role violent exclamation point probably get on the plane but not actually do it so i would have tried my hardest to make within the two hour mark of the hike the bungee jumping portion my god I would have been shitting, pissing, and screaming all the way down. It's not that I have a fear of heights. It's just that whenever, like, there's a, it's not really a fear. It's more like an anxiety. I get in my head so much that my anxiety really does fuck with me to the point where I don't want to do anything anymore when it comes to, like, drops in roller coasters or, like, really high situations because of, like, all the things that can go wrong. Like, if I'm in a gondola, like those carnival gondolas... Just being in one automatically my brain fires off all the re- all the ways I could potentially die because of faulty machinery or like faulty support system, whatever. Like the thing could just snap and I can die, or like like a bolt can get loose, or like oh I'm maybe too heavy yeah. and this can just just all that like really just triggers my anxiety to the point where I'm like I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm stuck here, so I'm just gonna piss and shit and scream all the way down until I'm off. So it wouldn't be so I would still do it. But it would not be very dignified. I would be la- I would be screaming, pissing, shitting, and talking about how I don't want to do this anymore while I'm like at the bottom. <laughs> It'd be very entertaining. It'd be a very entertaining scene where people at home be like, "Girl, you're already in the process of falling. You can't get back up now. There's no way but down." People at home would be like, "Girl, you're done. Like you already did the thing." Like. <laughs> yeah, while I'm saying like, "Oh my god, this- the cord is gonna snap. I'm gonna." Die. <laughs> when they're like um, pulling me back up or whatever. I think the biggest thing I would be scared of going bungee jump. I mean, did you notice how much they were being jerked around on that cord? Girl, my wig would be falling oh, off. Yeah. My shoes would have fallen off again. Everything would be falling apart. And up, like, up there goes my wig me. down the river. I hope my... the fish enjoy it. My biggest fear would be that, like, something would happen that would cause me, like Satana, to swing backwards, but then I would swing backwards too hard, and I would hit the top of the bridge. That would be my biggest fear, is that I would somehow hit the underside of the bridge. Mm -hmm. Other than that, other than that, though, I would have been, I would have loved to do this, because like you said, Molly, they can't kill me unless they want to suffer repercussions, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So my whole thing with a lot of the exterminations is like I might be ter- I might be scared but I'm also good enough at disassociating that I can get through it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like a baby. I would I can't wait to see you on I can't wait to be on Dragula with you, Reyna. <laughs> Cuz if we do the human pincushion challenge like Erica did, I'd be screaming, pissing and shitting when they stuck the needle on me. I'm like, "Oh my god, I've been in yet. I'm already terrified." Oh, no. And then like you see the whole entire needle going through my arm and I'm like still creaming, not pissing. The, not the creaming. <laughs> not the creaming, pissing and shitting. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's talk about really quick what we would have done for the theme Terror in the Woods. Um, 
I will go ahead and let one of you guys open it up. So I'll I'll go over mine pretty quickly since I've I've already talked about what I would do before. I would do something on the realm of Satana, being very 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 sexy and cute with it, but I would I would go with a more like viney thorny look and the idea that I would I would wear like a uh, a thorny viney noose around my neck and give off the impression that I've been strangled and choked to death and scratched up by vines and I would I would look dead but cunty cuz I I died being pretty you know what I mean that's what I would Ooh. do yeah so like Sam from Danny Phantom when she was possessed by the plant demon yeah very that Okay. Slay. Reyna, what would you do? I have my notes. Um, I said for Terror in the Woods, I would have done La Lechusa, the Owl Witch of Mexico, because these like witches only exist in the woods, and they only come out at night in their owl form in the woods. So it was like, an easier way of, just, like, associ- of getting an association out there. For the look specifically, I was thinking of doing a wild updo covered in like leaves and sticks and stuff that would be like found in owl nests and i was thinking of like sharp and angular harsh contrasts um those like little eye contacts that have the slit of them like the cat eye contacts really pointy cunty paper lashes that really give off like a raptor bird of prey um, vibe Mm -hmm. and i was thinking of like really sharp deadly steel nails on my on my hands and a clear high heel platform with like um, raptor ta- like talons for my nails, my foot nails. So I'm gonna have feet out. Um, and then for the actual outfit, I was thinking like, you know those bat wings things I wore for the for um, that one show, the SF emo night show. Yeah, yeah. Where I wore those bat wing shawls. I was thinking of doing something similar to that, but like distressing burlap brown burlap so it looks like um looks like feather wings and probably adding like sheer fabrics into the distressing burlap so like it looks more like a full feather arm wing situation and then for the main body i was thinking of like more more burlap honestly and really distress it and find a way to cinch my body really 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 tightly so i have like essentially no waist so i'm forced to kind of like bend over at a weird angle to like support myself um, and then I'll have a full skirt where it's all shredded, um, shredded fabrics pinned together, like sewn together. So it's like really distressed, but full to really give like a bird woman in a nest situation. And I was thinking of adding like blood and dirt splatters everywhere and some mm-hmm. other stuff, like maybe a little prey animal to be stuck in like amongst like the mess of a skirt, something like that. Okay. Cute. What about chill? I came up with two concepts um, because I couldn't really decide. So I came up with one. Um, my idea behind it, I don't have like a full like silhouette, but my idea would basically be like Baba Yaga. So the Russian witch who lives in the house on chicken feet combined with like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. I would have this like kind of look where it's like 
a witch who's overgrown with candy growing out of her um but she started to like become part of the earth and she has like vines overtaking her mm-hmm. not the most like thought out idea um and it really needs a lot of workshopping the idea that i came up with a lot of the design for is like an insect queen like a psychedelic insect queen who is like the living colony of insects herself um so my primary inspirations were going to be vespaquen from pokemon and the weird alien that tried to eat starfire from the teen titans show uh the original teen titans um so my idea would be like a bodysuit with like these kind of like pink and like a cream colored bodysuit with like pink and uh like cre- uh chocolate colored stripes and i would have like flies coming out of like honeycomb patterns that would be oozing with honey and then i would have like an extra pair of legs and an extra pair of arms and i would have like these gigantic compact eyes kind of um with little with little wings so that would be kind of my idea that's cute i love that okay so let's move on to the actual extermination what did we think of the actual extermination i thought it was uh i thought it was fun um like we said i would have loved to do it uh but i thought it was fun and I kind of get why they chose Satana to stay over JK. Um, are you talking about the extermination scene, like the death scene? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, it was campy. I connected once again to the um, intro sequence, which I kind of love. I actually kind of prefer that they connect to the intro sequence. Mm-hmm. And I like that we got to see Drax stalking Jay through the actual house, because we've never gotten to see... I guess we got to see it some for Season 4. I don't remember if we got to see it all the time in Season 4, though. But, like, having that one shot of, like, Jay running through the door and then Drac, like, following right behind was actually really kind of mm-hmm. cute. Um, It was campy. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. I, I really like I, I really like the camp and then it actually showing one of the like full on one of the boulets going after her, like I think um or after them, my bad. Um I think in uh especially in like the earlier seasons, like it just showed like a couple hands or like some feet. But now it's like we now it's like, oh, it is the boulets yeah. killing them. Like before, it's just like, well, who's doing it? I mean, I think it's the boulets, but like, is there a third one somewhere? But now that mystery solved, the actual death itself was kind of disappointing. It was fun because of the 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 creative direction where she stabs J.K. from under the bed. I think that was fun, but the actual death itself was kind of lacking. Like it was just a knife. Mm-hmm. Like I would have liked to see a lot of, a lot of blood. I would have liked to see some organs, some bones, something like, 
Like, make it gruesome. I know you have the budget for it. Clearly. Like, yeah. do something. It was... But it was... I, I do like how theatrical it was that time around. It was fun. Rainitra? Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say... I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I can't believe we actually got to see the Belays do it. Because I was like, oh, okay, the Belays are doing it. Or it could be Ian and Israel <laughs> shaving their entire <laughs> hands or whatever. Wearing the, the Belays claws. That's my, that's my conspiracy theory. The first, two, the first couple seasons, it was Israel and Ian waxed to be as smooth as a baby's bottom. <laughs> Wearing boulet hand drag and doing them not the hand drag. <laughs> Anyways, I am a hand drag queen. <laughs> How's your hand? <laughs> Haven't had any complaints yet. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like since we got to see the boulets, like okay, cool. This is good. This is good. New direction. Love this. And I was kind of hoping that the murder weapons could be themed to JK's drag, where mm -hmm. like he's a skewer, because I thought I thought that would be funny. But overall, I have no complaints. I like the the mini horror film that jk got a star in it was great they should have used the chainsaw and reused felony dodgers death i can't wait for when we eventually get a terrifier challenge and then they just do the uh chainsaw kill from terrifier one. Oh no <laughs> and that would be it that that's the uh death scene is the uh have you seen that molly terrifier one yeah. I, I've seen clips of it, but I have not seen the full movie. But it's not like I need to, because from what I understand, the entire storyline is this clown goes around murdering everybody. <laughs> have you seen the chainsaw kill? I have seen the chainsaw kill. All right. Well, is that all we wanted to talk about? I mean, yeah, that, that we just went through the entire list. All right, cool. Well... Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Molly, Reyna, thank you for talking. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, we don't know when we're going to get this podcast episode out. So, like, if episode two is out, pretend that this episode came out sometime reasonably after episode one. But uh, we'll be back in a week's time with episode two of Gutter Talk. Uh, Molly, really quick, where can everyone find you online? So I can be found on my Instagram at MollyBBG, that is M-A-U-L-I-E-B-B-G. And I can also be found on the server and on Discord at the same username. And if you want to give me money, I have a Venmo open at the same thing as well. I'm not going to ask for your money, though. <laughs> but that's where you can find me. I recently deleted Twitter. I mean X. X videos. I deleted X videos, but that's where I can be found. All right. Reyna, where can people find you online? If you want to follow my drag Instagram, that's where my LinkedIn link tree is also incorporated. It's Reyna Terror, all lowercase, R-E-Y-N-A underscore T-E-R-R-O-R. -R -R. And I also have a cash app, that's Reyna Terror, one word. The R and T are capitalized. Um, and of course, Linktree will give you my other accounts like my um, X account or my uh, Twitch 
channel, which I started yesterday. Not exactly the greatest, but if you want a lol cow or someone to like laugh at and like feel superior to, I'm definitely that you're a girl. All right, and once again, my name is Putricia. If you want to find me online, you can find my Instagram. It's Miss Putricia, M I S S P U T R I C I A. Um, I do have a cash app. My cash app is just Putricia, capital P U T R I C I A. Um, like I said, thank you for listening, and we'll be back in one week with episode two. Bye, everyone. It's been a scream. listeners at home this is going to be technically our second episode um i was lazy and i didn't actually want to edit the first episode so you guys will get that at the end of the season where we'll be ranking all of the like promo looks and everything